for a comeback. I want to say that again. It's never too late for a comeback. I've never preached this before. I don't have unnote, and I believe the Lord is trying to speak to my heart about a few things here this morning personally, and I believe for our church directly, and I believe directly for your family. Are you ready? Somebody shout, I'm ready. Come on, somebody shout, I'm ready. All right, let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you that you are the God of the comeback. Lord, that there is nothing impossible with you. God, that even though, Lord, we may count ourselves out, even though we may count somebody else out, God, you never count us out, Lord, because, Lord, you still see good. You still see something worth it. You still see gold in the middle of the junk. So, Lord, we just bless you today in Jesus' name. We all shout amen. How many has ever seen uh, the show called Gold Digger? It's a, it's, a, it's a show that would come on and they would have all this big heavy equipment and they would go and they would, they would dig into these mountains and they would spend thousands and thousands of dollars and hours upon hours of time to go and search for gold. And they would dig through the rubble, dig through the rubble, and they would, they would hear that there's, there's gold over here on this mountain. And there's, there's some gold over here. I'm not talking to you about 100 years ago. I'm talking to you about like right now. And there, there are people that literally go and they search for gold. And I'm talking about not big mountains of gold. I'm talking about just handfuls and dust piles of gold. And, but yet they feel like it's worth it to go and search for these moments to go find gold. But in order to find this gold, they got to dig through a lot of things. They got to spend a lot of time. They got to put a lot of energy in it. And they got to dig and they got to dig and they got to search for uh, more and they got to search for the gold. And, um, but they heard that there's gold there and they saw some evidence of it. So they feel like it's worth it to go and dig a little bit further. In the same way, um, in the same way in our lives, there is gold inside of us. Look at, look at your neighbor and say, there's gold inside of you. I know that maybe you don't feel like there's something of value inside of you. I know that maybe you don't feel like there's something even of value maybe within your home or your family or your friends. But God sees value. God sees something inside of each and every one of us today that there's wor- it's worth it. Okay? And if you, maybe you don't feel like you're worth it, but there's gold. There's, there's value inside of us. And I want to I want to turn to you. I, I, w- I would like for us to turn to a chapter in the Bible. It's in Luke chapter um, Luke. I'm sorry, Luke chapter 13, verse 10. I've never preached on this message before. Never preached out of this text before. But I believe that it's going to encourage you today. Because as I was in worship today, God brought this to my remembrance. I normally don't do this. I normally like to come prepared with notes and so forth like that. And But this right here, I believe that this is going to be a prophetic word that's going to help somebody in this room today. Are you ready? Shout, I'm ready. All right. Luke chapter 13, verse 10. Now he, Jesus, was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years. And for 18 years she was bent over and could no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called to her and said to her, Woman, you are loosed of your infirmity. Anytime that you know, anytime that there is a, a time in the Bible, I want us to use our imagination here because prophetically even we can even talk to about how this woman even represents the church because we are called the body of Christ. OK, and so here's this woman for 18 years. Can I ask you a question for for 18 years? Do you think just use your imagination for a minute? Do you think that this woman prayed for healing? 
Do you think that somewhere in her life, in her 18 years of being bent over and hunched over, always looking down, always walking around looking down, do you think that she ever prayed, God, if I could just straighten up, God, if you could just heal my back, God, if you could just fix me, God, I'd be able to walk straight again. Do you think, use your imagination, just they say, just think something crazy. And I bet, I know that this woman sometime in her life prayed, God, heal my back. Come on. For 18 years, this woman walked around. God, heal me. God, straighten me up. And for 18 years, she always looked down. She was never able to look up. Think about the thing that she was able to look at all the time. All she could look was down. Her, her thoughts were always downward thoughts. Her, her sight was always looking down. She could never able to look forward. I don't know about you, but I know that even personally in my life, even right now, sometimes I just feel bent over. Come on, is anybody here with me this morning? Come on, I'm preaching better than you're shouting. Sometimes all I feel like I'm just bent over sometimes. All I'm doing is looking at what's going on right now or always thinking about the past and always thinking about, can God really heal me? Can God really take care of this moment that I'm in? And I'm always bent down. I think about even our church, even Gateway Church. I feel like our church is bent down right now. I feel like there are some in this room right now, there are some even family members that, that that's in this room or maybe even you're watching online. You feel just bent down. Always just looking down, always downward thinking, always down in your thoughts. And you're thinking to yourself, am I ever going to look up again? The Bible says to look up to the hills for where comes my help. My help comes from where? From the Lord. You know what? When we're always looking down, all, we're, all we are is focused on us. We're always focused on our situation. It's all about me. It's all about how am I going to get through this moment. It's all about me. And that's it. Nobody else. Focused down for 18 years. This spirit of infirmity. She was held down by this moment. She was scarred. She was probably looked down upon. She was probably criticized maybe because of her lack of faith. Maybe she was maybe something happened to her in her past that maybe brought her to this moment. You know, there are a lot of people bent over, you know, and, and wounded today because of something that has happened in their lives. Am I talking to anybody? Come on, are you are you understand what I'm saying? There are things that happen in our life that when it happens, all of a sudden we feel we feel like we're counted out, feel like people were we're looked. We're looked down upon. We're spit upon. You know, at the old Ludad deal, you know, they spit on somebody like, ooh, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? Come on, am I, are you talking to me? You hear what I'm saying? There are people that feel like they go through life and they call themselves bad luck or they call themselves they're no good or I'm never going to amount to anything. I'm always going to be poor. I'm always going to live with this sickness. And there are people today that have gone through something in their life and say, is that what we're, I'm always going to be looked at? And I think about even I think about even our church and what we've gone through. And I feel like as people, is that all they're going to be in their memory of what happened? Or are they going to think about of what could be or what is next or what God is going to do in their life? And mom keeps calling me Adam and I don't know what she wants. She okay? Good. God bless her. Good, good. That's what makes sure she's all right. Didn't want to bring her out today. Bad weather. Good, good. Tell her I'm fine. That's three phone calls already this morning. Well, since I've started preaching, so we'll see what happens. 
But there are things that happen in our lives that leave us bent over, that leave us thinking about what has happened. Is this helping anybody so far? There are things that happen that remind us of our past and always bent over. And like, how, how am I going to get past this moment? And even me personally, and, and I, I was up here in worship, and I was up here, I'm like, God, how are we going to get past this moment? When are we ever going to straighten back up again? You know, I would love to tell you today, if we do A, B, and C, then, you know, it'll be solved. Because I'm, I'm sure this woman did things in her life, and she prayed. I'm sure she, she trusted God for healing, but yet there was no straightening up. But there was something about this day that made it just a little bit different. Today she came in contact with the Lord. This woman, I believe she represented the church. And if you look, you know, all throughout this last year, for a constant year, for 12 months, the church, the body of Christ, has been under fire. We have been shut down. We have been shut down by government. We have been shut down by a virus. And we've been shut down by different things. But God is saying today, it's time for a comeback. Come on, it's time that Gateway Church comes back. It's time that Gateway Church straightens back up again. Come on, can somebody shout amen to that? It's time that our family straightens back up again. It's time that you straighten. It's time that I get straight back up again. Why? Because I'm trusting the Lord. One touch from God changes everything. One moment in the presence of God can change our entire lives. I think about another woman in the Bible, and many of us know uh, this woman uh, very, very, very good. And we don't know her name. But the Bible said for 12 years she had a moment. She, for 12 years she lived in a moment where she, was, uh, she had this issue. And it, it, was, it, called her, it caused her to bleed. And, and so for these 12 years she continued to, to, to live and wonder. And, and, and she went to doctors and nothing could fix her. And she tried to figure out what was wrong with her. And, 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 but yet nothing was fixing her. You know, sometimes when you're in a situation, you think of all these things. Please hear this for a moment, please. Don't nobody looking at your phones or nothing like that. Listen to me. There, there, there are times in our life when we're going through a moment and we keep searching after things, medication or counselors or different things, and these things are okay. Everything has its purpose and its time. But sometimes we search after these things and we think that this will just solve the problem. This will just get us out of this moment. And we end up elevating the medication more than we elevate the Lord. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? What am I calling medication? I'm not just saying just medicine. I'm just talking, I'm talking about maybe something on YouTube or a game that you play on your phone or social media or being with friends or work. There are a lot of things that we do to medicate what we're going through, but we're still bent over. We still have the hemorrhage. We still are bleeding. We're still leading while bleeding, and we're trying to figure out how to straighten up. And we're trying to figure this out on our own power instead of learning how to trust in the Lord. Are you still with me this morning? This woman for 12 years, the Bible said that she spent all of her money on doctors and medication and trying to figure it out. She was probably looked down upon by her family. In fact, in those days, she was, she, it, was not, it was not 
customary for her to be out. It was out of the ordinary. She was supposed to be hidden. She was supposed to be left with it. She was supposed to be in quarantine. She was supposed to be staying inside of her house. She wasn't supposed to be around nobody. She was considered unclean and dirty, and nobody wanted to be around her. You tell somebody today you had coronavirus, and they just jump back. They're like, oh, it was six months ago, but that's okay. I don't want to be around you no more. Does anybody feel that way? Come on. And all of a sudden, we feel abandoned. We feel like isolated. And that's exactly what the enemy wants to make you feel. He wants to make us feel isolated. He wants to make us feel abandoned. He wants us to make you feel like we're never going to be able to come back from this moment. Am I talking to anybody else here but me this morning? Come on. Feel like, how are we going to come back? It's never too late for a comeback, though. I know, and I'm not saying that as a cliche. I'm saying that as a promise from God today. I'm preaching to myself. If I'm preaching to anybody today, God is saying it's never too late for a comeback. It's never too late for your marriage. It's never too late for a healing. Come on. It's never too late for your church. It's never too late for your family. It's never too late. It's never too late. Tell that to Lazarus because he was in the grave for four days. And everybody else caught him, said he sold him off. His own sister said, it's too late. You should have been here four days ago, Jesus. But it's never too late for a comeback. It's never too late for God to come through. Come on, it's never too late. I refuse to believe it's over for this church. It's never too late for a comeback. I refuse to believe that you're shipwrecked in your faith and you're not going to come back from it. I refuse to believe that you're going to be left like that. It's never too late for a comeback. I refuse to believe that you're going to allow fear to control the rest of your life. I refuse to believe that. It's never too late. For you to come back from fear and to walk into a place of faith. I believe it's never too late. Somebody shout, it's never too late. It's never too late. It's never too late for God. When we count ourselves off, we count off our families, we count off our friends, we count them off. It's never too late for them to come back to the Lord. It's never too late for salvation. I'm talking about while you're alive, of course. Please don't get the, don't take it out of theological uh, context here. What I'm trying to say to you: while you got breath in your body, it's never too late. I believe it beyond a shadow of doubt. It's never too late. We may be bent over right now. We may be hurting. We may be bleeding. Right now, but I believe that God is going to raise us up again. I believe God is raising you up again. I believe God is lifting up your faith. I dare somebody to have faith and straighten up again. I dare somebody in this room right now to say, I'm going to have faith. I'm going to straighten myself up. I believe I'm going to come. I'm coming back. Somebody shout, I'm coming back. Because this woman, she got out of her situation. She heard that Jesus was walking by. Come on, is this word getting into you today? Are you hearing this? This woman, she heard of Jesus. 
And I know that this woman prayed too. I, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt this woman probably, she, she has some type of thought of God. She said, maybe Jesus can heal me. And she got out of her situation. She got up and she began to go after God. I don't know how you feel right now, but maybe you don't even feel like going after God. I've tried before. I've tried to pray. I've tried to fast. It don't work. Look what happened. I dare somebody to go after God again. I dare you to keep believing that God is still a healer. I dare you to believe that God is still a God that answers prayer. That God is still faithful. That he's still a good father. This woman, she had to make up in her mind that God is still a healer. That God can still take care of me. That no matter what's going on with me, that God can still heal me. I know I've prayed before. I know I've prayed last week. I know I've prayed over these last days. But I know that God can still heal me. I know that God can still heal my family. I know that God can still heal this church. She pressed through. Even though she felt maybe about that's a God word. Like dirty. Maybe she, she felt dirty to be around everybody. Sometimes I feel that way. I feel like I, nobody even wants me around them. Oh, there, that's Pastor Aaron. Yeah. Oh, that's Melody. I know she does. You get too close to her, she'll stab you in the eye with a flag. Oh, yeah, there's Randy. He always talks to me about Jesus. I'm going to get away from him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and then you feel like you feel, you know, just weird to be around people because they know what you stand for. Oh, yeah. I don't even think people ignore my, my call no more. I think I've been blocked. I think some people have literally blocked me. One time not too long ago, I took the person's phone and looked at their number. I said, I want to make sure I wasn't, I wasn't blocked on your phone. And they laughed. Sometimes, you know, feel like this woman. Like nobody wants you around. But there's, there's one thing that I know for sure, that if I go after God, I know that if I go after the Lord, if I push through, no matter what people think, no matter what people are saying, I'm going to push through and I'm going to go after God. Somebody shout, I'm going to go after God. No matter what, I'm going to go after God no matter what. No matter what they say, no matter what's going on around me, no matter what, 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 what people may think, I'm going to go after God. Somebody shout, I'm going to go after God. Write that down in the comment section if you're watching online. I'm going to go after God. We've got to make up our mind that we're going to go after God. And so here she goes after God. She pushes through. And you know the story. Jesus stopped. She touched. If I, she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, right? And there's a whole teaching on that because the garment that he had, he said, if I could just, she knew the scripture about the, there's healing in his wings. And, and if I could just touch the hem of his garment, because the, the tassels were called wings and the, and the prayer garment, the, 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 the tallit that he would wear. I'm not going to go into that. But she just pressed through and said, if I could just touch the Lord, if I could just get close to him, I know that I'll be healed. And instantly, the Bible said she was healed. Jesus stops, looks around, and said, who touched me? The disciples said, dude, are you kidding me? I don't think they said, called him dude. They were like, 
you know, they said, Lord, you know. Maybe in today's world, we say, dude, are you kidding me? Are you, are you for real? That's, that, that's what maybe would be said to him today. Are you serious? And he said, no, somebody, they said, Lord, everybody's touching you. What do you mean? Everybody's, everybody's, there's a lot of people coming to church. Come on, I just want to make it just plain for you. There's a lot of people touching you. A lot of people coming to the church. A lot of people that comes online and watches preachers. There's a lot of, you know, I watched Jensen Franklin this morning. I was in a, I was in a Banaji church this morning. I was, <laughs> I was in all kinds of different churches this morning. That's what you can do when you're online. You can bounce around. If you don't like this preacher, you go to another preacher. You go to another. There's a lot of people that's trying to hear from God, but not everybody comes with the same thing of desperation in mind. You see, something happens when the body of Christ, when we decide to get desperate and we decide to go after God, and with something inside of you say, I've been sick long enough. I've been bent over long enough. I've been without faith and walking in fear long enough. I've been in this situation long enough. And when we make that decision to get up and go after God, we touch the Lord with a purpose. We touch now with desperation. We go after him with desperation. We go after him with perseverance and commitment. And we're like, God, I'm not going to give up on this moment. I'm going to keep going after you. Josh, if you come help me, please. Uh, I want to sing some praises, please. Is this word helping you? I hope this word is helping you this morning. In this, immediately Jesus said, who touched me? And she said, Lord, I, and she, he found out that it was this woman. But here's a very significant thing that I want you to see. The story of this woman. I love this part. It's in Luke chapter 8. Look at this. Luke, everybody look at your Bible real quick. I love this part. Luke chapter 8, verse 44. Notice where she came from. Do me a favor. Somebody read chapter, chapter 8, verse 44. And in your own words, tell me where this woman came from. What does your Bible say? Where did she come from? Look at 844. She came from behind. I got to say this again. This woman came from behind. That means that the Lord done passed her up and that she had to come from behind. Did you catch that? She had to come back. She had to make up on her mind that it's not too late for me. He's, he's a little bit out in front. But I know I can catch up to him. Oh, that the body of Christ would get desperate again. That we would get hungry again. And say, you know what? I'm going to come from behind. I want to come back to God. I'm going to run back after the Lord. Because I know that I can be healed. I'm not going to lie to you. My faith has been so under fire in these last 12 months. I was talking to my wife just before I stepped out into the sanctuary today. 
explain to her just my emotions and what I'm going through at the moment. I would love to tell you that my faith is bulletproof, but it's not. My faith has so many holes in it, so many questions. Pastor, how can you say that? You're a pastor. You read the Bible. You're preaching us the gospel this morning. I would be a liar if I was standing in front of you and tell you that I never struggle with my emotions. The only way I know how to preach. Just to be real. Say, listen, we all struggle. We all feel bent over. Maybe you feel bent over right now. I'm asking you today, would you allow the Lord to touch you? Because it was in the synagogue. It was in the house of the Lord where he healed this woman. For 18 years, she was bent over. For 18 years, she was in a place of always looking down. But in a moment, the Lord touched her and he said, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. How many of you today would say, you know what, I, I, I'm, ty- I'm tired of looking down. I'm tired of always looking down. I'm tired of being hunched over. I don't want our church to be hunched over. I don't want my family to be hunched over. I feel like I'm back. I feel like I'm so far behind. I want to come after God. Is that you? Would you stand to your feet? Come on, would you stand right now all over this place? Thank you, Lord. If you're watching online, we're going to worship the Lord. I want us to sing this song to God. I love this song. If you're here today and you feel away from the Lord, you feel back like this woman felt behind. This woman was bleeding. She was, she was, she was, you know, just counted out. You're here today. You feel like you're just in, you're in the back, or you just feel like I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired of being bent over. I'm tired of my family being bent over. There's no more hope. That's you today you come up around these altars. Come on, we're going to come up. We're going to have some prayer. Come on. Just kind of keep spaced out. Come on. We're going to have some prayer. We're going to worship. We're going to sing. We're going to allow the Holy Spirit to invade us again. Come on, as Josh leads us out in worship.